0: You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast, the young adult culture of Abundant Living Faith Center with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGowan.
1: Hi, people. Hi, people. (laughs) Welcome back to a very special edition, a Halloween edition of the Prime Culture Podcast sitting here in the studio with Pastor Cruz, and we are just... Moments away from the spookiest
0: day of the whole year. October 31st, (laughs) where the witches and the freaks. Witches and snitches. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember the intro, the Vincent Price intro for uh, Thriller, bro. Like, do yourself a favor and go watch Thriller just for the sake of the beauty of Michael Jackson's genius. Mm Hey, but it is Thriller Week. It is. It, it is, is Thriller Week. So zombies and goblins and ghouls and, and all things that go creep that. in the night. It's. Huh? it's the,
1: I guess it's that time of year. We promised the spookiest, scariest, prime culture podcast in its short one-year history. And <laughs> this is we, it. We are going to deliver it. on multiple levels today. Just want to say thank you for listening, no matter where you're at, if it's your first time with us or you listen every week, appreciate the support and really appreciate your time as you listen to um, perspective and what we're saying on here and what's being shared. It means a lot to us. And so make sure that uh, if you are listening, that you rate it and you leave some comments about it, share it on your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever makes you happy. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this very, very spooky edition. The Prime
0: Culture Podcast. You better grab your Bible.
1: Does that sound scary? You better grab your Bible. Get some holy water, (laughs) some salt, the salt How about some
0: oil, some anointing oil?
1: Huh? Yeah, Yeah, you're going to need a couple different things for this (laughs) one.
0: We've we've got a couple young adults we're like, I've got some sage. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try something. I've got got some sage. How about that? I'm
1: going to try something. We're going to really get into it today. And I really want to start, I actually asked permission if I could share really uh, crazy story that happened to me. Um, we had just moved to a to our home. We lived in Los Angeles, and I'm telling you, it looked exactly like the Paranormal Activity house. Exactly.
0: Oh no. no exactly.
1: Way. And it's, it's 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 worse than you think it's gonna be. It's really bad. So it started with every night at 3:23 on the dot, there would be cabinets. Banging in the basement. And so when I, I don't know about you, when I became a dad, I got supersonic hearing. Well, I hear everything. Absolutely. My ears turn off. But then if I hear my kids, it's like I hear everything. Yeah. The whole house, a window cracks, like I'm in it. And those, the, the first night, boom, I go run downstairs, nothing going on. But I mean, it was something was the cabinets were slamming. Bro, and I was like, okay, this house already looks way too much like the Paranormal Activity house. Way, 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 way too much. So this is, happens for weeks at a time. Oh, no, bro. And it was right around this time of year. Uh, we did on we, we um, Halloween, we would do guy night, and we would, like, get the newest WWE game I me and the kids would play for however. But it was the day before Halloween. Well, it, was, you know, it was the Halloween morning, 3.23 in the morning. And, and it's just going crazy, 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 crazy. And I went, I went down there, and it's still going. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Everything. While open. you're down there, while I'm down there, things uh. are slamming, 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 slamming. And now it's the drawers opening back and forth. And
0: you're, you're watching the drawers. I'm watching. Open. And so,
1: like, I run down the stairs, and I'm just, I just stand there. I didn't yell, scream, or anything. I just stood there. I turned around, and I, I did it now. Like, you're listening, and you're gonna hear me say I ran, and you're picturing me like <laughs> running quickly. I did not run scared or run quickly. I politely jogged up the stairs in a quick, in a quick motion. And as I hit the top stair, something grabbed my ankle Stop, and pulled dude. me back. We had a, a split staircase. Grabbed my foot, pulled me down the stairs. 3.23 in the morning. And so now I'm a little bit more freaked out. A little bit more freaked out. All the way down the stairs? Halfway down the stairs to the landing. Halfway down. So I get back, and now it's now my run up the stairs is not polite. It's not a jog. <laughs> it's not a jog. I'm gone. And I'm gone. And then so I, I run upstairs, and I, like, I, I, I g- oh, get back no, in bed. I'm like, bro. okay, whatever. Jesus. One million percent. Yep. Blanket over my head, and now the blanket gets ripped off my bed. The craziest thing about this whole story is it's totally not true. Ah, (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm sitting here. I I wish you could have seen my face. I'm literally wide-eyed this whole time. Yeah. And, dude, it's hard to shock me. Yeah. Dude, this whole time I'm sitting here wide-eyed like what the heck?
1: Yeah. It was so scary, but it wasn't it wasn't true. 323, if you're if
0: <laughs> if oh your cabinets are banging gosh, shut, dude. don't
1: call me. I won't answer.
0: Dude, okay, but true r- real talk, real talk. Have you ever had that had that happen though, where you hear the, bang, the the cabinets banging, the drawers opening, silverware getting thrown out of your drawers. No, I've never had anything like okay, that. Well, the tr- the reason I'm, I'm I was sitting here with my I, like I was literally like, <laughs> you should see his face. It's like
1: getting wider and Dude, wider and wider.
0: Because the first year of our marriage, okay, first year of me and Diana being married, almost every night, cabinets in the kitchen, and silverware drawers. <laughs> And a couple of mornings we'd wake up, all our silverware was on the floor. Nah, True story. Nah if Diana way. was here, she would like... No she, way. Totally. There was a couple of nights where like in our room, the the closet doors would bang. Nah. So I remember one day coming home coming home from work um, and I just, I came home from work to to have lunch. And so I'm going to sound mad spiritual, but whatever. And so when I when I went in there, when I went in the house, it was an apartment. We were in a little apartment. And when I went in the apartment, um, I just felt like, ugh. Right? I it was just like and I just said, you know what? Screw this. All <laughs> right. I wasn't as saved as I am today, right? Yeah. Which uh just disclaimer there's no degrees of safety. You're safe, right, safe. Right, right. When you're saved, you're safe, safe, right? Some of us more
1: safe than <laughs> others.
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, God was still working at me, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, so I was like, you know what, screw it we're gonna pray. And so I just prayed, man. I just started rebuking and I started getting my shadow on, like all oh. of it, right? And um, I remember like closing my eyes while I'm praying, and I could like see still flashing in my like like a shadow. Like, you know what I mean? Really? Sh- like just going around me. And I was like, I just rebuke you in the name of Jesus, no unclean spirits. And I just went, I just went in, bro. I went in and then I I felt it like there was a moment where I just called on Jesus name. I felt it where that spirit went from the apartment on the porch and I could just feel like it was on the porch.
1: Right. Wow. Crazy True story,
0: bro. And from that night on, we've never been bothered again for over. Praise the Lord, years. man. Yeah, I, I never. So to me, that's this is <laughs> real, bro. Like, <laughs> I just
1: played way too much. Right I was like, we, we set a really scary precedent <laughs> for this whole episode. I don't, I don't know that I've ever had anything like that, but I've had like, <laughs> like grandma's old dolls that really creeped me out. Oh, dude, I hate dolls. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna say they're, they're possessed or anything, but I was pretty freaked out. You wake dude. up and you see this weird doll staring at you with its eyes Aw, open. Dude. It's dude. Like, nah. No, you're going to have to call the people from the conjuring to come oh. help you out <laughs> 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 because I'm just not I'm oh, yeah, not going to be yeah, able to. Yeah, probably yeah, one yeah. of the scariest times in in my uh, earlier years. I was I don't remember how old I was. It had been first or second grade, had to have been. And like my family, they're all awesome. But like we weren't even allowed to watch the Ninja Turtles because they were mutants. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so we couldn't watch anything, like anything with magic. We weren't allowed to do it, which is you know, fine, whatever. Um, but I remember this one night. My parents were gone. My oldest brother was watching us. He put, uh, sent me and my other brother to bed. So we're upstairs supposed to be sleeping. And he has a friend over. And they're watching a movie. And so like every good younger brother does, I sneak down the stairs. Hit the corner, and there was enough for me to hide. I could see the TV, and bro, they were watching Freddy Krueger.
0: Oh no, dude! Nightmare and on Elm Street, bro. No, oh sir.
1: my gosh, no, it sir. screwed me up. I was, I had never seen anything scary. Like, like I thought Cobra Commander from GI Joe's <laughs> was as scary as it got, bro. It. it was so scary. It was so scary. And so I went upstairs, like, and for I, I. I didn't know if Freddy Krueger was going to come in. I didn't Dude. really want to go to sleep. And so, bro, I just threw the covers over my head and just plugged my ears and tried to fall asleep. And the funny thing is, is from that moment on, like even now, I find myself and I'll pull the blanket over my head. Not because I'm scared, but because when I was that young. I'm like, blanket's over the head. It's time to sleep. I'm telling you, bro. It <laughs> I'm messes, in my zone. It'll
0: mess you up. <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll mess you up. My story with yeah. that is it, like the 19, early 1990s. Oh, clowns. Stephen you love King. clowns.
1: If anybody wants to bless <laughs> Pastor Cruz, send him a group of clowns one by one to his don't house do it? for a Christmas. He
0: would love that. Bro, uh, to At this three twenty three in the morning. To, <laughs> to this day, if a clown if a clown rolls up on me, I will punch it in the face <laughs> for real. Like I, yeah, I, 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 no questions asked, man. That that messed me up, and uh, yeah, I, I dude, I don't, I don't, I don't play, I don't play games with movies and stuff <laughs> like that. I just, it's too real, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too real, like. Um, And I'm sure we could go on and on and on and on about just moments. I don't know if you've ever encountered someone who was uh, demonically oppressed, no, sure, yeah. And man, I remember being in youth ministry uh, years ago, man. And um, excuse me, and uh, in the middle of worship, having a a kid just look at me, right, and just like just staring at me, not blinking, right. And you're just like you come up, I walk up to him, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." right and this i'm pretty sure this kid, Welcome hasn't, to youth <laughs> this church. kid hasn't even like gone through puberty yeah. right and he's got this voice like got the Barry white oh voice going on <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like wait you know you're not what, what? yeah you know what i'm saying dude and we just pray him through and god frees him and so anyway but to, but for me man and i know for you that this this world is real man like this whole thing oh is absolutely 100%. absolutely legit you know um and so we want to we, we wanted to lean into that i know i know we're we're telling some 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 funny stories and stuff, but we wanted to really kind of lean into um, taking a moment to talk about that, talk about the supernatural, the paranormal, yeah. spiritual warfare. You know, mm-hmm. we've been talking about season three, uh, more fight left, and there is more fight left, not just in the natural, in the supernatural, right? Yeah. And we wanted to give you guys at least just a, an intro, right, a beginner's guide to just walking in the spirit, because you do walk in the spirit, right? We don't walk after, uh, don't we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk according to the Spirit. And so um, when you walk according to the Spirit, you're going to live in a spiritual realm, yeah. right? And so um, something that we started doing with this podcast is uh, we really want to hear from you. We really wanted to um, take some of your perspectives and uh, and even take a moment to answer some of your questions, PM. So uh, we got some questions from the culture that are uh, that, that people threw at us that have to deal with Ooh. The, the supernatural. I am very excited about this. Absolutely. So let's just set the precedent. Do we believe in the supernatural? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. 100 We don't apologize about it. We know it's real. Every single one of us live under supernatural reality, influence, et cetera. Okay. At the
1: same time, I'm not a professional ghost hunter. And so <laughs> <laughs> so if, I don't have a lot of expertise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of expertise in ghost hunting. Yeah, I'm not here. I'm not here for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. not, I'm not, I am not here for that. Um, but Hey, we got some really <laughs> cool questions, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued on, on answering these questions, man. And so one of the first questions that someone from the culture asked was, Hey, what are your thoughts on ghosts and the spirit of loved ones who, uh, pass on, but watch over you? Mm. Right. So that's a, that's a, that's a big question, right? Like, do big we question. believe in ghosts? Do I think a lot of in, people believe you know? in
1: their loved ones, you know, checking in on them and you know, which I I think that there's a lot of different reasons why people believe that way. But I know that scripture tells us that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on in the faith. I I don't, I don't know that I could say that I believe that a, uh, that a loved one that I care so much about is walking with me every day. That's, that's the Holy Spirit's job. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that we have, you know, loved ones that are in heaven, heroes of the faith that are actively cheering us on as we are, Fighting the fight of faith, I do. I do believe that. However, I don't think that I have, you know, my aunt or, right, you know, my uncle or grandfather right. or whatever. How right. cool that would be! Sure, that would be neat. I Spirit just,
0: guide, right? Like you know, Obi Wan, yeah, just showing up in a hologram, dude, like a Jedi, showing would... up like a hologram. Yeah. Oh, come on, bro. Yeah. Right, can you imagine, like Billy Graham, get it like hologram, but it's Billy Graham? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even mean that one, dude. I'm sorry. That just I just kind of <laughs> got Billy I just, Graham on this. I, I think it too, that too. I mean,
1: part of it we have. I think we have to think about. Is as a follower of Christ, it's not going to get any better than what you have.
0: That's good, right? So that's the good. Holy
1: Spirit, He gave us the absolute best that that He could, and however great it would be to have a loved one around, it's not going to get any better than the Holy Spirit, not ever. Um, and so yeah. if, maybe you're you're listening and you do believe that you know you have a, a brother or a a, a mom that's. Watching over you, or visits you, or whatever that kind of thing—it's not going to get any better than the Holy Spirit. So I would be try to be more um, cognizant of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life than trying to find the presence of a loved one. That's yeah,
0: coming. I agree. I, I love that you brought that. You brought that perspective, Mark, because that's what that's what Jesus left us. I love that you said that. Right? Like it's not going to get better than what God left you. Right? Um, and I think this—that a lot of times people want to believe and want to perceive that you know, the spirit of whomever I just lost, right? And that their presence is still there and, and all of that. Um, But, you know, the Lord, the Lord sent you the comforter, his Holy Spirit, right? The person of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis was sent to comfort you, to guide you, to protect you, to strengthen you, to lead you to truth, you know? And so um, I think that, I think that we really just stand on scriptural understanding, and the revelation that the New Testament gives us, that the Lord sent his spirit to comfort. The Lord sent his spirit to be a guide, right? And so while I'm sure the spirit of whomever you're thinking of, right? Some of us have lost people. You know, I've, I've, neither of my parents have gone to, to heaven yet, and so maybe you're a young adult and you've lost a parent, you've lost, uh, you know, someone you really love that was a mentor or a, a voice of influence or care for you. Well, I'll just, I'll say this, that um, while... They were in alive. They cared for you. The truth is that the source of where the care came from and right. where the love came from and the encouragement came from and the right. strength and the affection came from, it came from Jesus. Yeah. Right? It was the Lord working through them. And while they may have left you, Jesus will not leave you.
1: Right. And, right. you know, for some of you listening, too, I think that sometimes when we... we um, sometimes culturally and through tradition, that's something that adheres to our life a little bit because, you know, our, our grandparents or that's something that culturally we've, we've experienced. And I, so I understand that. I think too, one of the other reasons we believe that as well is sometimes it's comes with a lot of should have, could have, would have's, you know, mm, and because, you know, I didn't, uh, I wasn't there or I wish I had something left to say and I need to get, I need closure. And so maybe the, their spirits coming back for closure with me, you know, like, for instance, my grandfather to me, when like, he's my hero, right? And no matter how much I think it would be awesome to still be able to converse with him, I'll wake up even some days like, oh, I need to call my grandpa. That I miss him? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's passed. Wow. And so I think for me, what I think of him, he's, he was a believer. He died 90, I think he was 91 years old when he passed. Um, but I know throughout a shadow doubt, I know for sure that in heaven now, He he is there cheering me on. Absolutely. Um, Not not just him, but 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 so many others. Host of heaven,
0: man. So I would find
1: comfort in that. If you are struggling with should have, could have, would have, shame for how a relationship ended, just know, just know that the Holy Spirits there to comfort you, and um, we all have things we wish we wish we would have said. Yeah. I wish I would have answered the call. I wish I would have sent the letter. I wish I would have showed up that one last thing. Just, just uh, live free of shame. That's beautiful, know?
0: Mark. Live free I'll, of shame. That's beautiful because a lot of times those are the ghosts that haunt us. Right. right? It's our, it's our, it's ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I, and I'll finish. We'll finish the thought on on ghosts and the spirits of loved ones with this. Um, your loved one that that maybe you could have called more. You maybe could have said more. They're not holding it against you in heaven. <laughs> right? right. The book of Revelation right. chapter twenty one says, and it's in red letters. Jesus is speaking. He says, "I will wipe every tear from their eye." Right. Right. Um, and so maybe there was sadness that brought them to the point of of and the precipice of entering heaven. But once they entered the heavenly gates, there is no more sadness. I yeah. will wipe every tear from their eye. There will be no more sorrow and no more pain. Behold, I make all things new, Jesus yeah. says, right? And so
1: and the reunion um, you're looking for will take place.
0: Absolutely. That, and they're not great, holding it against you, man. Exactly. There's no tears in their eyes. Exactly. There's no sorrow in their existence. And so you take joy yeah. and that everything that you feel that should have been reconciled yeah. already has yeah. been. You know, it's that's beautiful, beautiful, right? It's beautiful. It's it's um, you should be free. Yeah. Right. Let's be free from those ghosts. Right. Because sometimes the, the, the most haunted houses are the houses of our minds and our emotions. Right. right. Like, let's just be free of those ghosts, man. Man, I just feel like that, that that's you, you really just need to just latch onto that and say, man, I'm just going to be free of that. Right. And so speaking of interacting with the other side and the other world, one of the other questions that we got on IG was this. Hey, what are your thoughts on mediums?
1: I prefer to have a large whenever I get the
0: opportunity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go large. Yeah. Sometimes a medium just does not Uh, cut it. Sometimes a medium does not. A Whataburger? Like, Uh, why why are you even fooling around with the medium at Whataburger? Like, what's wrong with you?
0: Yeah, we're going large. (laughs) We're going, I'd rather go large. Well, that was an easy question to answer. Yeah, it was super easy, right? I'd rather go large. Keep it moving. (laughs) Well, so for some of you that are wondering, what is a medium? It's more than a size of your apparel or of your order at Whataburger. Um so a medium in both modern and ancient times is a person who can communicate with spirits usually um, with the use of some sort of sorcery witchcraft etc right um and so a medium is literally an interme- inter- intermediary a liaison if you right, will right. between the spirit world and our world right. so um, I'm just going to go hard in the paint. We can unpack it a little Ooh, bit, okay? Come on, buckle uh, up, put on your helmets. But here we go. Like, So the Bible immediately for sure condemns the practice of mediumship and communicating with the dead. Um, it's In the Old Testament, it's actually forbidden. Um, in the New Testament, there aren't very many, many instances of it, but you will find a couple where... Um, The the word is divination or understanding that is brought to you by supernatural means. Um, The apostle Paul actually rebukes it and casts out the spirit of a medium, right? And so um, I think that the truth is this, you guys. um, When we communicate or attempt to communicate with a a dead person or a person's spirit who has gone on to the other side, um, there is no precedent biblically. Okay, now remember, we've got to use the, the, the principle of the authority of the Word of God. Right. Right? Um, as children of God, as believers and those who belong to the household of faith, our standard of measure, our canon, our, the way we measure is the Word of God. And so if it's not in the Word of God, then it, then it does not become part of our context. It's as simple as that. We really do believe in the authority of the Word. Right. Um, And so there are several moments or several instances throughout the scriptures where there is a medium that um, happens. And so almost every single one, um, the medium is actually speaking with a spirit or a demon um, and not with the spirit of the person that they're trying to conjure, mm-hmm. right? So I would say this, that we ought to be very careful when we're trying to communicate with any spirit because the truth is we open gates for demonic spirits, unclean spirits, and spirits of deception right. to, to step into our lives, and we open gates to their influence, we open gates to their, um, their, their power, um, and really the truth is, Any practices like asking mediums for guidance, asking mediums for understanding, trying to communicate with people who have gone on, um, the Scripture forbids them. It warns us against them, and um, I would just encourage you to not not open that door. Whether it's psychics, a Ouija board, um, tarot cards, etc., I would just. I would just advise you as one of your pastors that that is rooted in something that is not of God. It's unclean. Um, and the truth is, again, we're coming back to the tr- to the word that if we want guidance, if we want understanding, nothing is going to outdo the presence, the influence, the revelation of the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. Right? Do, you, do you like
0: the Old Testament? I love the Old Testament. I think the Old
1: Testament still has some, has some juice behind Testament. it. I love um, the Old Testament. Leviticus 19.31 says like this. And um, we'll just, well, I think we can leave it come probably on. at this is do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God.
0: That's, that's the bottom line. So who
1: are you, who you're going to turn to for that's your future? The line. Um, I think that that's a, that's something that we all have to come to is where or who or what are we going to turn to for our future? You know, the, the Lord, your God has a hope and a future for your life. And so I think that, and not not just when it comes to mediums and like whatever else, but I think we have to be really, really aware of where we're turning to for guidance, where we're turning to for hope, wh- who or what holds my future. Good, and I think that we have to be careful with that. And, and at the end of the day, it's a free country. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and we, we can all make our own decisions. But yeah. at the end of the day, as a follower of Jesus Christ, either you trust him with your future or you don't. And that's something you, you have to figure out inside your, your, yourself, your heart, your spirit, um, because he has a good, a good future for you.
0: Absolutely. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and so one, one last question, um, that we got was, Hey, does everything have a spirit behind it? Right. The the things in our world. Wow. What a question. Everything. Everything have a spirit behind it. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I'm just going to start the conversation with this, right? I do believe that when we, when we, you think of the word spirit, um, a lot of times you can interchange the word influence or motivation. Sure. Right. Um, so do many things in that you're going to confront on a daily basis, have the desire to influence or have a motivation to have an influence in your life. I would venture to say, absolutely. Right. Uh, The car you drive in, the clothes you wear, the food you eat, um, the music you listen to, the friends you have, um, the school you're going to, the classes you're taking... A on and on and on, there is an influence and a motivation behind it. Yeah. Right? So everything does have a spirit behind it. Now, not everything is like, you know, scary spirit, <laughs> ugly spirit, uh, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but the truth is, um, at, at the prominence of everything should be once again, right the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Right? And the scripture says this, that the Holy Spirit will come and he will guide you to all truth. right, And that truth will free you. And so if there are things and elements in your life, right? And so I think some of the big questions are like, well, so what about the spirit behind music? And what about the spirit behind movies? And what about the spirit behind people? And what about the spirit behind Instagram? And what about the spirit behind TikTok? Well, listen, if it's guiding you to truth and the understanding of that truth is freeing you, then that is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If it's guiding you to something other than Freedom, right? Then it's not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It really, to me, it really is that binary. It yeah. really is that black and white, right? What do you think, Bart? no I think
1: I think that's really good. I I I, I really am against over mystifying things, absolutely, because we want things to be like, oh wow whoa and like we got to turn the candles on black lights or whatever you know (laughs) and i don't know i don't know why with the black lights yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, i know right and so when we when we the the question is so good about does everything have a spirit but i think when we start thinking spirit we start thinking of like the shadowy figures in the movies that are following you and like sinking their claws and we're gonna bite you or whatever you know what i mean um, and I, I guess there, if we wanted to take an element of that and talk about the deep spiritual, we could. But I just, I, this is what I would say: is number one, don't give more power to the enemy than he actually has. Mm-hmm. And but also, the enemy is not as stupid as you think either. And so, um, I think there's a strategy to everything. And well, we have to really understand when it comes to your life. If you're 19 years old, 39, you're a parent, or you're a business owner, whatever you are. The enemy has a very specific strategy to you now. The question was: Is everything have a spirit behind it, right? Um, My, I would, I would actually make it more personal. So, if there's a strategy specific to Mark McGaffin, that means the enemy has knows my track record and knows uh, and and kind of there is going to be something behind that. So this is what I would say: If you're listening and you struggle with lust, let's say, and you, you can take that whatever direction you want, whether that's pornography or whatever, you know. Whatever you want to take the direction in. I believe the enemy has a very specific strategy to bring things into my my life that are going to head me in that direction. So if that's a stronghold that I have in lust, because if you have an issue with lust, what are you listening to? What you're listening to is either helping your cause against lust or it's deepening your problem with lust. And so a lot of times what we view and what we listen to, we are going to eventually act out. Yeah. Right. And so then like, if it's a lust thing, I just, I don't know why we, I said lust and we're just, we're there. So maybe this will be helpful. To well, I think the
0: Holy Spirit is having us park on it yeah. just a little bit.
1: So we're, we're like, you know, I want Pastor Cruz. I want to be pure so bad. I don't know what happened, but I was with my girlfriend and we, and we had sex. I don't know what happened. I well, can tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell you what happened. You, I mean, we, should we walk this all the way down and just really show you exactly? You know. what And so I think that we have to be aware of that. We cannot be ignorant <laughs> to the schemes of the enemy. Y- you have to know where your own weaknesses are. And there are going to be things that are okay for somebody else, but they're not okay for you. Maybe your friend can get away with listening to that, but I'm sorry, I can't because I know what it's going to do in my mind. I know that when I go to sleep, all I'm going to be thinking about is that last video I watched on YouTube that my friend showed me, but like now I'm over here fantasizing and creating these these pictures in your mind. And so I think we just have to be aware of that because does every single thing have a spirit behind it? that's a really tough question to answer. But for you, I would be very aware of your own um, weaknesses to where the enemy can create schemes that definitely have a spirit behind it. Kind well, no, I, I think are.
0: I think we stay on this conversation, um, because I I, I want to turn I want to turn this towards just the whole thought of supernatural warfare, spiritual warfare. You know, to be honest with you, Mark, that's one of the questions that I get a lot from the culture. A lot of our young adults ask me on a regular basis, "Hey, when are you going to teach more on spiritual warfare? When are you going to teach about it? When are you going to teach about it?" And I think that there's a um, um, I think there's a curiosity, right, and almost kind of like I want to peek into the the mystical aspect. And I think a lot of times when we when we talk about spiritual warfare, we're we're, we're looking through the lenses of Hollywood cinema, right? Yeah. We're looking yeah. through the lenses of movies and yeah. and you know Harry Potter and the Avengers right. and all of that. Um, I don't know why I said <laughs> Harry Potter and the Avengers. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is supernatural yeah. superheroes. Um, to be honest, I'm and I'm. Um, I'm not saying this to be like all super deep and super like, Oh, I'm, I'm super spiritual. Um, but I'm really not in tune with like horror movies and stuff like that. I just, I choose not to, uh, not to expose my spirit to that. I choose to not Mm -hmm. introduce that into my home and stuff. Um, just because I've seen the impact of that in my own life. Did I get demon possessed? Well, not in the classic sense, right? Where I'm like, where I'm like, um, you know, uh, Crawling on the ground, all like you know, crazy and yeah. stuff, and yeah. but which I, is, I, I do think I, I do think you 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 can get possessed and gripped by the spirit of fear, right? I'm aware that that in my makeup that there's a real sensitivity to to spirits. There's a real sensitivity to um, to what's kind of like just in a room, right? That's just kind of who I am. That's how God wired me. Um, and so maybe we should have a conversation about the spiritual gifts and stuff and more right sure. left to your gifting and your disposition and yeah. your personality and how you view things and things that are really important to you. And, yeah. um, you know, um, because that is gifting. God uses that. You know, God created that in you. Yeah. And so um, for me, since I was a little a little guy, um, I've always been a real feeler. Right. Like I could feel when my parents were upset. I remember being four or five years old and my parents were pastors like your parents, Mark. And, um, you know, I, I remember the seasons where they were super hurt by church and super hurt by people in church. And I remember being so aware of how hurt my mom and dad were. I, I could just feel it. I didn't have understanding for it, but I could sense it, mm. you know? Um, and so I've always had, I've always had that. I've, that's just been, that's just been me. Um, and so with, with that, um, something happens if like, if I try to watch, and trust me, I've tried, I've tried to watch <laughs> just out of principle, right? right just out of like no man, this is not gonna this is not gonna have a stronghold in my life, right, um but I didn't have to go watch it to prove that it wasn't gonna have a stronghold, it doesn't have a stronghold because I didn't watch it, you see what I'm saying right. um, anyway, um but when I tried, man, I could just like I'd leave and for two three days bro, real talk two three days like my my senses and just my like me, I was just like off. I was thrown, right. man, and so I just thought, you know, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna bring that into my life. And it wasn't just a horror movies, man. Like um, when I was, when I came to Jesus for real, for real, in my early 20s, um, lust and decisions with my body and sex and all of that were were an issue for me. And so mm-hmm. there were there there was a playlist I couldn't listen to. Sure. There was a genre of music I couldn't listen to. There were. Um, if we're going to be very honest, there were, there were, there were tracks and songs back then where if I heard it, I could remember names and I could remember situations and I can remember moments and it just would stir affections and would stir things in me, spirits, right? In me that I just didn't want or around me that I, uh, spirits around me that I didn't want to be, be a part or have any, any influence in my life. Right. And so, yeah. um, I think that, um, being very, very aware of that is, 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 um, is very very key for us, right? But <clears throat> spiritual warfare isn't always just demons and goblins and scary and midnight and <laughs> three twenty-three. Goblins. You know, and like <laughs> three twenty-three a.m. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's not. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's it's a spirit of fear. It's right. a spirit of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are spirits as well that Absolutely. we we will become possessed by them. Mm. You know, and so for me and for me and Mark, the goal in this conversation is to bring your awareness so that you'll have truth, right? And the truth will free you, and you'll have wisdom, yeah, in, in how you walk in the spirit, not after the flesh, how yeah. you walk under the influence of the Holy Spirit and not under the influence of other spirits around you, right? And so, um, more fight left in your spiritual nature and your spiritual reality. Remember, you are body your mind, and your spirit. You have a mind, mm-hmm. you have a body, but you are not your mind, you are not your body, you are a spirit, right? right? And so your spirit is in tune and engaged with the spiritual world, right? And yeah. so um, I think that <clears throat> as we lean into this, our our goal for you is to be able to say, you know what, man, I'm very aware of the fight I'm in. Yeah. I'm aware of what I'm fighting and who I'm fighting. And we're not, listen, listen, you guys, we're not fighting uh like the monsters under the bed who are just waiting to freak you out and scare you, right? Like Mark, Mark, Mark <laughs> said something really key, right? That they're, 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 the, the enemy knows patterns and the enemy knows habits. The enemy knows our highs, our lows, our yeah. ups and downs. Do you think it's a coincidence that when you're feeling low, an ex-boyfriend will call? Do mm. you think that's a coincidence? Mm. Right? Like how many times has that, has that happened to you? And how many times has that, has that happened to you where you make the wrong decision? Right. Right. That's not a coincidence. That's what Isaiah fifty four seventeen would call a weapon formed against you. Right. Right. And so it's, the scripture doesn't paint the picture of the enemy attacking us. It's like, oh man, no weapon that no, or no rock that the enemy finds just around him that he throws at me will not prosper. Right. What Isaiah says <laughs> is no weapon yeah. forged or formed against me. You yeah. know what that tells me? That there's planning. Yeah. And there's strategy and there's preparation right. and there's process that the enemy goes through to attack us and to bring us down and to bring in, bring his intention and his influence on, into our lives
1: yeah right you know one of the things that i was thinking too is that you know the scripture says that choose this day who who you're going Come to on, serve i love that i think that sometimes we want to we want <laughs> we want to blame the the spiritual world for decisions that we're making Right it's the decisions that we've made, so you know as as Pastor Cruz was talking, um I just I was like, you know what? I wonder how many people are listening to this right now, and I, I've done this before, where I have made excuses for the wrong decisions I'm gonna make, you know what I mean, like hey, it's okay if I do this because ah, and so instead of me choosing to serve the Lord, I'm choosing to either serve myself or I'm kind of making wow. a treaty with the enemy, you know what I mean wow and I, and I think that's a, the big thing, so it's like, well, you know maybe maybe watching porn's not a big thing for. You know, it's a big thing for Pastor Cruz, but it's not a big thing for me. Like I can handle that. I think you have to be so wow. so careful. So there's a, there's a balance here, right? To where we're like, you know, scary movies. You know, you find your balance in that. But like there there are things that we're allowing into our lives that are going to bring you destruction. They're going to bring you harm. They are going to hurt the future that God has for you. And we have to choose today who we're going to serve, not just for today, but the decisions that we make are going to kind of dictate what happens tomorrow. Absolutely. It's going to lead us into a path that we're going to create strongholds. We're going to create issues for us and that aren't just going to affect us. So you're listening to it and you're 22. You wish you had a girlfriend or you wish you had a boyfriend, but one day you are going to be married. Yeah. And some of the decisions that we're making now and the choices we're making to serve something now is going to be something directly that our spouse is going to have to deal with later.
0: Absolutely. So it's so
1: important that we choose today whom we're going to serve. That's beautiful. I'm not going to serve myself. I'm not going to serve my selfish desires. I'm not going to serve this vice that I have or this particular bend towards a sin that I have, or the spiritual thing. I'm going to choose today. I'm going to choose obedience. Obedience is a choice that only you can make. Right? Obedience to God's word is not a choice that Pastor Charles can make for you. If anyone could make it for you, it'd be Pastor Charles, right? Just (laughs) press that button, and it's like, boom, uh, Pastor Charles (laughs) chose obedience for me. Come on, bro. Like, you got to listen to that. It's your choice today who you're going to serve. And either you're going to serve the future that God has for you, or you're going to serve the future that possibly the enemy has for you as well. Amen.
0: You know, I, I I love that you said this, right? Like, I choose what I'm going to serve right? And, and I'm going to choose to either serve the future, the hope in the future, shout out Jeremiah 29, right. 11, the hope in the future that God has for me, or I'm going to serve and be submitted to the hope in the future that the enemy has for me. Because let's not make the mistake that in thinking that the enemy does not have a hope in a future, right? And so let's, let's lean into and let's unpack a little bit on the art of war and the art of warfare, yeah. right? <clears throat> okay, so um, as I was thinking about this conversation today, Mark, one of the questions that I asked myself was, okay, what is the objective of any warfare, right? Why do we go to war, right? And so when I go to war, the objective of my warfare, regardless of the reason of, of, of you know, whatever precip, uh, was pr- Regardless of whatever pushed us into conflict, et cetera, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to choose to go to war and I declare to war, the objective is to win. Right. Right. That's the objective. The objective of warfare is victory. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So I, I need you to understand that because the fight you're in, more fight left, the objective is victory. And either side of the coin, the side of heaven, the side of hell, the objective is victory. OK, right. now, because we have the revelation of Jesus and we have we have the truth of the word. Come on, somebody. We we know we have all victory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul, Paul said it this way. Praise be to God who always causes us to triumph in Jesus. Amen. name. Right. OK. However, the enemy has an objective of victory in our life. Right. And so with with. The objective of victory being at the very top, then the question is like, okay, well then if I'm going to go to war, then I'm going to have an art to my war. There's going to be strategy to my war, right? And so let us, let, let's not make a mistake that the enemy has a strategy, right? I'm going to come back to that Isaiah 54, 17, right? That no weapon formed. Right. To me, that when I think of forming something and building something and, and, and designing something, Right. Like there's a purpose. There's, there's a thought of like, how I'm going to design a, a trap, a, a, a weapon, a blade, blah, blah, blah. Right. <clears throat> and so what's the, what's the outcome of what he's trying to form and what he's trying to bring, bring into your life in this warfare. Easy. We talk about it all the time at church, right? John 10, 10, right? right. Here we go. You see the objective of the victory. So if heaven wins, here's the objective. If, if hell wins, which we know hell doesn't win unless we make room for it and allow it, right? And choose it and, become, and, and go serve it, right? Here's the outcome. The thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. That's the objective of the enemy in our lives. That's victory for him. If I can steal your future, if I can steal your joy, if I can steal your innocence, if I can steal your peace... If I can kill your momentum, kill your present, if I can Mm. kill your relationships, and if I can destroy your destiny, destroy the image of God in your life, that is the outcome that I want, right? Mm. But on the other side, Jesus says, but I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly, right? Um, And so... The question that I want to—I I just want to unpack a little bit, Mark—is um, let's let's lean into a little bit of the strategy of of war and how the enemy does war right because I know we were playing a lot with just again the boogeyman right like right, we, right. We, we, mark said earlier like what if there's like really a demon named boogeyman right like and he just gets the bad <laughs> yeah, rap like we just beat him up time. for everything Man, why you always call you me know? out like, He's that. like yo <laughs> I wasn't even I was, that was my day off bro <laughs> yeah. like you know I wasn't even there <laughs> but let's let's talk about that right let's yeah. talk let's talk about some of the strategy of the enemy. And so I think we find that strategy really outlined really well in 2 Corinthians, mm. right? So 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 says this, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. Here we go to knock down strongholds of human reasoning, to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Mm. So right there, man, I wish we had like six hours to like talk yeah. about this, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there needs to be a part two to warfare, right? Maybe. But, <clears throat> but right there, you find the strategy of the enemy right there. Look at this. A stronghold of human reasoning, right? Yeah. You and I both know we can talk ourselves into anything. Mm-hmm. Human reasoning, right? False arguments, proud obstacles that keep us from knowing God. And then our the art of war in this is to take those thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So the truth is, here we go. Either I'm going to obey the thoughts of Christ, the word of Christ, the spirit of Christ, or I'm going to obey my human reasoning. See, the enemy's not going to show up and, and come in like, like again, you know, like, I don't... like. I don't know scary movie monsters anymore, bro. Like, I'm like it, like the clown. That was oh, that, that, th- th- that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks, hits. bro. You're I, pre- welcome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Oh yeah. my gosh.
1: Now you got a good picture of the devil. Oh,
0: there yeah, you go. Yeah, There you go. So he's he's not going to come in and show up as it the clown, right? Pennywise. Pennywise. Penny right. He's not going to come in and show up, show up like that. You know what he's going to come in as 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 rationale? Yeah. It's not, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that wrong. I mean, does yeah. it make you, does it make you happy? There's human reasoning, right? Mm. Does it make you happy? How do you feel? You know, hey, it wasn't that bad last time, right? There's a false argument right there. Yeah, right. Hey, like no, it's not hurting anybody. That's not what God really said. Hello, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and that right there, family is spiritual warfare, yeah, right. that right there. there there's the strategy right there. what's what 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 is going to be the thing that influences you and that you start choosing to serve?
1: yeah, man, I think that this is really important that we got to catch this is the choice. yeah, because I wish I would have known this at an earlier age is that it's all comes down to our choices. and here's what the enemy knows that we need to know is that s- there's a synergy to sin.
0: Mm. And so sin
1: has energy. And so it's mm. it's okay if it starts with a small thing here or there. but it's almost like that snowball effect, mm. right? As it rolls,
0: very good Mark. it
1: begins going forward and become it it, it gets so big. And this is what happens, man. Like, we'll, we find ourselves a month later, two years later, and saying, How did I get to this place feeling this way, believing this way, mm. thinking about myself this way? And we're a month, a year, two years, 10, 20 years later, not knowing how we got here. And if we could trace it back to the strategy of the enemy, is it sin has energy? Mm. and there's an energy behind it. Yeah, man. And it's one mm. thing here. Yeah. It's one thing there. I love that. And it starts picking up that. momentum. I love that. And so that. you got to watch for the big Mo in your life. I love that. Where's the momentum going? And where, because I, th- I also believe at the same time, making the positive choice Come has on. energy as well. And it can pick up momentum in the right direction. But but we have to be careful. God's not, again, God's not looking for perfection, right? He is looking for the direction of our life, where we pointed, where we going. And if the momentum of our life is going in a way of stealing, killing, and destroying our future, there's energy to that. And so you'll find that it's out of control. I didn't think I'd be here. I I never thought, I I mean, how many times, Cruz, like, have you had a, a text message, a DM, I don't know how I got here? Right. I don't know right. how I'm this far right. away. I right. feel like God's so far away. Right. I don't know why I feel this way towards my friends or my family or, or my wife. Yeah. I, I I don't know why I feel yeah, this way man. towards my dad. And the <laughs> synergy is like it takes you so like the, the old quote, right? Sin will take you further than you wanted to go make you stay longer than you want to stay and make you pay more than you wanted to pay. And you get there and you're like, I don't even know dude, how I'm here. And it dude. starts usually with one, one small thing. Absolutely. And it creates absolutely.
0: momentum. Absolutely, uh, Dude, I love this. Oh my gosh. I love this. Okay. So I, I wrote down uh, like one, two, three, four, five, like just five little steps on just really the strategy of our spiritual warfare. Right. Um, And we're we're already dancing around those elements. And so I want to give us I want to give us just some framework. I want you to look, I want you to listen to it. If you're driving, that's awesome. But come back and listen to it again. And I want you to take some notes here. Okay, All right. So um, I don't I don't I think I think there is a particular order here. Okay, Um, All right. So here we go. Number one. In, in spiritual warfare, when we're talking about the strategy of spiritual warfare um, and which way, which, which way I'm leaning, right? Whether I'm, I'm leaning on, on, on the side of heaven or the side of hell. Um, and it really is that black and white. G, the Lord said it in the Old Testament. You referenced it. Yeah. Choose today, yeah. life or death, yeah. right? That's it, life or death. Pastor Charles says it this way. There are three powers that work in the earth, okay? God is good. Satan is bad and human choice, right? And so if good is going to happen, it happens when the power of human choice lines up with the power of God. Yeah, if wow. evil is going to happen, it's when the power of wow, human yeah, choice lines up with the power of evil. Mm. That's the bottom line. It's good. Life or death, right? Okay. <clears throat> so it, we're, we're all in warfare. Now, the question I have to ask when it comes to like, okay, how am I doing? How am I fighting? Where am I fighting? Where's the fight headed, et cetera? Number one, the big word to me is revelation. Okay? Revelation. A a way to say revelation practically is what do I see? What are my eyes set on? Right? And so the question I want to ask you today as you're thinking about the fight of faith that you're in every day is what are you aware of most? Mm. Are you most aware of God? Or are you most aware of self? Yeah. Are you most aware of spirit or are you most aware of ego? Are you most aware of promise or are you most aware of problem? Are you most aware of heaven or are you most aware of? Earth, this You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so it always begins with revelation. Yeah. Second Corinthians 10 literally says this, that the fight we're fighting, it, we don't fight like humans do. We fight with revelation, awareness, yeah. thoughts, imaginations, right? And what we want to do is if we're going to win this fight is we're going to take all those thoughts, all those imaginations, all those fantasies, all those all those daydream scenarios that we play out in our heads and if they actually someone could actually project them against a wall we would be absolutely mortified, right? Um but like the the point to victory in Jesus is that we take all those thoughts and we make them bend their knee to our revelation. Of Jesus Christ, mm. right? So here we go. Some some warfare in your life, right? So the warfare of feeling guilty. Guilty is when I'm too self-aware and not enough God aware. Right. That's the bottom line, right? The shame. That is real warfare. Feeling ashamed. That's when I am too self-aware. I'm not enough. I did it again. You can fill in the blank. We all have patterns of shame in our life, right? That's when I'm too self-aware and I'm not enough God-aware. Do, do you see how that revelation yeah. is forming, right? Yeah. Um, again, like, w- watch. If, if, if we're coming to, we've been, we've been hammering it a little bit, but we're going to come back to it, right? Lust and, and just carnal desires, sexuality, right? That your biological drive, listen, I just want to say this. Like, If you've got a drive, praise God, your stuff works, <laughs> right? Like, thank you, <laughs> Jesus, for that, right? The goal is not for God to take it away. If God took it away, you'd no longer be human right but the goal is to have it under the right revelation yeah. right and so am i going to be driven by the desires of my body or am i going to be driven by the desires of the spirit
1: yeah for right? the spirit self control
0: right 100% right so it goes from revelation and then here's what you what you were talking about mark right the second word is regimen right what am i doing on a consistent basis mm. right that's warfare like the choices you make. What am I doing consistently? Here's the hard truth that I want you to just be mad at me for about 17 seconds and then let the Lord speak to you, right? When Mark and I get the DM, when we get the text message and it says, Pastor, I don't know how this happened. No. Every single time we can sit in a counseling session and trace back exactly how it happened. And it almost every single time, Mark, tell me if you agree with this or not, but like almost every single time we come back to a regimen of choices, Absolutely. a pattern Absolutely. of decisions. What are you doing most consistently? Right. Right. Where are you going most consistently? What conversations are you engaging in most consistently? What thoughts are you allowing to play most consistently. Right? right? Again, the point is not to be perfect. We will be perfect one day. Right. Okay? One day we will be in heaven, we'll be in our glorified state. Praise God, no more bad thoughts, no more anything. All of it is awesome. But while we're here, the goal is not to be perfect, but the 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 point of the Holy Spirit working and partnering with us is for us to make progress, for us to every day be perfected a little bit more. We go from glory to glory and faith to faith, conforming on a daily basis into the image of Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the question now becomes, what am I doing on a regular basis? Let me ask you this way. What thoughts have dominant influence? Right. What is the dominant influence in your life? Which way do you lean towards naturally? Mm -hmm. Right. And again, that comes to what? Making the choice. The regimen is my choice. Being aware the revelation is my choice. Right. Here's another word, a responsibility. Right. So what am I doing consistently? Right. And what should I be doing consistently? Right. And so when you when you have your regimen and your responsibility line up and you're just you become aware. Right. I'm God aware. God awareness usually carries responsibility. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> OK. Hey, I, I forgive you. Remember the woman in John eight, chapter eight? I forgive you. Your accuser. She was caught in adultery. She mm-hmm. was caught in a moment where she was. She succumbed to the attack of the enemy, lust, etc. right? Thank you, Jesus, for his grace. He didn't condemn her, didn't throw any stones at her, all her naysayers and the haters and everyone who was like tweeting about her, like just, he was like, <laughs> man, if you throw the first stone, who, who if you don't have any sin, right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, but then he doesn't just say, I forgive you, right? There's the revelation of Jesus, right? Grace, mercy, love, unconditional acceptance. I don't accuse you either. I don't accuse. I'm not holding it against you, right? I don't accuse you. Watch, but then he says, oh. "But go and sin no more." Yep. There's responsibility, right? See, a lot of times we want we 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 want to think that just saying "Oh, in Jesus' name," right? It, we scared the boogeyman away, right? And now there's no responsibility, mm. right? But there's a there's a portion of scripture. I think it's Luke 11, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on it. But it talks about how when when the Spirit of God comes into a man's house and frees him from from unclean influences yeah. right and cleans his house that that spirit goes out <laughs> into like <clears throat> i think it's like goes it like into into like a desert or desolation yeah. or wherever it is that demons go <laughs> right <clears throat> and watch and he'll come back and if he sees that that house is that man's house or his soul is empty it hasn't been filled with something else he'll go and get spirits seven more spirits that are more unclean than him and come in and dwell in that person's life again, mm. right? So even when we get freed and we have a moment with God, like at a culture night where we'll cry, we'll drop to our knees and we'll say, Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. It's not just about that moment. Part yeah. of our warfare is taking on the responsibility of, a, <clears throat> excuse me, of a new regimen that's based on the right revelation. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. Right? And so there is a responsibility. He, Jesus told this woman, go and sin no more right? So what are you filling your home with, your, your soul with? What are you filling your mind with, your spirit with, your conversations, your friendships, right? Um, <clears throat> and so I think that um, in, in that, it's just four, what is it, just four words, man, revelation, regimen, resource, and responsibility. Who am I aware of? In that awareness, what am I doing right now? What can I do today? You know, one of the one of the one of the words that that I have was resource. That was the last word, right? Resources. What resources do I have, right? So, um, revelation. I'm God aware or I'm self aware. That revelation typically will lead to a regimen, right? A pattern of behavior, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> responsibility comes from from my pattern of behaviors, right? And so, what should I be doing? How 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 should I be behaving, right? Look, can I just tell you, like, if there are moments where where the attack of the enemy leads you in a moment where you, where you feel far from God, just take, take time to read Luke 15, okay? Like, like this, this, this young man who ruined his life, arguably, still took on the responsibility of being a son. And he said, you know what? I'm gonna go back to my father's house, right? Like it's not a burden to, to, to come back home, it's, but it is a responsibility, right? Like you can, you can come home and let's not let the enemy no. lie to us and tell us that we can't come home. Right. Um, And so watch, what's the responsibility? What, what can you take responsibility for today? Sometimes we blame way too much on the enemy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it was the fact that, um, I was up at 1am. It was the fact that I allowed myself that to, to feel too lonely and to, and to, and to allow myself to send a text message and send a DM and, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, it's not always just about sex, right? Like it, it, it was the fact that I cared too much about their opinion. And I care too much about being liked. And I did I would do whatever it takes to feel like I belonged. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like so, like moments of compromise and moments of that we're not proud of. Like, you know, like listen, you we always have the responsibility. We have the beautiful gift, but it is a responsibility also, hey, let's come back home. Jesus didn't go anywhere. He's been with you the whole time. Right? I have a responsibility to turn my eyes and look up. That's part of this fight. There's more fight left in your awareness, in your revelation, right? And Bringing the thoughts, bringing the attack, bringing the, the, the human reasoning, the false arguments, bringing that back to obeying your knowledge of Jesus, mm. right? As a son, as a daughter, we have a responsibility to honor God, right? And that's the first place we start to winning the fight and, or walking in victory because Jesus already won the fight, right? right. But, but that's how we serve that's how we serve God and we live in victory right and so anyway like to me to me in those in those four thoughts i think that we can absolutely continue to find more fight left, right? Like, you don't have to stay defeated. You don't have to stay destroyed. Today, you, you can say, you know what, I have the responsibility of changing my revelation. What do I see? Revelation isn't a deep word. It's just simply what do I see? Right now, the fact that you're hearing this is causing the eyes of your spirit to see that you do have more fight left. To see that there is an outcome that is different than the circumstances of your choices the last couple of weeks, right? And so in that responsibility, I can say, okay, what are my resources? What do I have? Well, you know what? You have a church family that loves you. You have a savior that will never give up on you. You have a relationship with God that nothing in hell can destroy. Jesus said that in Matthew 18, right? That not even the gates of hell, or Matthew 16, not even the gates of hell will prevail against it. Those are resources you have. Mm. You know, you can come to church this Sunday, you're listening to this probably on a Friday or Saturday. You can come to church yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. That's a resource you have, right? And in that in that resourcing, in that revelation you can start switching up your regimen. I'm going to walk in victory. I don't have to fight for victory. I'm just going to serve the victory that Jesus gave me. I have a regimen of serving victory. You know what? No, yeah, I do still have desires, and I do still have that. You know that 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 group of people, that life, those places, those moments of of uh, th- those moments in my life, they may still have influence. But you know what? My regimen, what I'm doing today, what I can do right now, is going to serve the victory that Jesus gave me. Yeah. Right. To me in a nutshell, I wish when I was 20 years old, Mark, that I was taught spiritual warfare practically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, hey, Cruz, your revelation of Jesus, the regimen of your life, the responsibilities of your life, and the resources that God has given you, that that is all you need to walk in full victory over every spirit in hell, every demon in hell, every work and weapon of the enemy. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, that's you know, really good. You know, just let's just say this. Let's say no more haunted houses, no more haunted lives. Let's stop demon uh, hunting and just realize, man, that as you're listening to this, you may feel like the enemy has all this power in your life. The enemy has no power.
0: Say that again. Wait, say en- that
1: again. The enemy has no power, has no Ugh. Has no space unless we give him Territory.
0: I want us to say that again. Like, just pause, and I want you to <laughs> say it. Really, right? really. I want you to say it wherever you're at right now. I want you to say But, like, say it, say it. Yeah. Okay? Like, look, this is a moment of you fighting back, of you pushing back, you resisting, yeah. you exerting opposition yeah. against... The doubt against the fear against the work of the enemy. This is the moment where you make the choice. I was just talking about your revelation. How about this? This is revelation right now. This is a revelation moment where you say, you know what? I do see that the the enemy has no power. And that's why we preach that the last two months. Join the resistance. That's why you've seen it on social. It's more than just a cute little slogan, man. Let's join the resistance together. The scripture says this, resist the devil, stand under the mighty hand of God, yeah. resist the devil, and he will flee. Right? Yeah. It doesn't say overcome him, beat him, destroy him. That's Jesus' job. Yeah. And hello, spoiler alert, he already did. Already did it. Right? The devil has no power. Pause. Say it again right yeah. now. Come on. Say it. The devil has no yeah. power. None. Come on. All right? None. So Jesus already, Jesus already has victory. So what am I doing? I'm standing on the victory of Jesus. I'm coming under the mighty hand of God. Submit under the mighty hand of God, and I'm going to resist. I'm going to exert force in opposition against the enemy. I'm going to resist the devil, and the Bible says that he'll flee from you. So here's how I want you to resist this week, okay? Listen, I'm going to give you some homework. As one of your pastors, here we go. I'm just going to ask you to do this, all right? I gave you four words, right? The four words were what? Revelation, regimen, responsibility, and resource, Okay, I want you to go and read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. Okay, I want you to find revelation in that. What do I see today? How do I see the Lord? Right? Well, spoiler alert the revelation is that you're going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Mm -hmm. Right? There's revelation, that's what I want you to see. Right. Regimen. What am I doing now? I want you to be honest about what you're doing right now that is causing you to feel like you're taking L's in your life. Mm. Right. What am I doing right now that has allowed my life to be to be susceptible to the attack of the enemy? Right. And watch. And I want you to be honest about that. I want you to write that down. I want you to confront it. I want you to make eye contact with it. Mm. OK, stop. Whatever. You, <laughs> I'm, I'm like dadding people right now. Right. <laughs> stop. Cut stop. it out. Stop. L- listen. <laughs> but listen, for, for real for real, I want you to confront it. I Really, I want you, like, if it means you're going to sit in your room, you're going to sit in your house, in your apartment by yourself, and you're going to confront the regimen that has led you into destruction, the regimen that has led you into frustration, the regimen that has led you into patterns of hurt, right? Listen, you're going to confront those things. What am I doing right now? And then as you confront them, here's, here's the goal. As you confront them, the goal is not for you to feel guilty or ashamed. The goal is for you to change your choice. Mm. The Bible word for change your choice is repent. Okay? That's all that means. I'm going to change what I'm doing. Today you can repent. That means I'm going to turn my heart back to God, and I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to change my regimen. Repentance is a change of regimen. Right. And as you change the regimen, I want you to he, to as you're reading Ephesians 6, 10 through 17, I want you to see the things that are you're responsible for. Right. The, the Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 says, put on, put on the armor of God. Mm. Right. It doesn't like I, I wish the Lord would just come drop it on us. Right. Yeah, be cool. I, I, that'd be amazing right? if I could just shazam and boom, it just, <laughs> you know, Um, but it doesn't work that way. Right. And so I have to put it on. I have to go pick it up. I have to go look at it. Right. And so as you take on the responsibility of putting it on, what's beautiful about that is that you're going to see the resources that God has given you. Right. And in those resources, I'm not going to unpack it, but in those resources, you'll find God's armor, which is all based on your revelation of Jesus. The the helmet of salvation, the sword of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of of right. Did I say belt of righteousness already? Is that what it was? Mm. The belt of truth. The belt sorry, of the, truth. the body armor, the, the the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel. Right. Um, all of that is revelation. And so, what you need to do is, as you're putting them on, you need to ask yourself, or you just just take time. Okay, listen. Take time to discover and to dig the well of your revelation. What do I believe of, of about about righteousness? And listen, you guys, if you don't know what righteousness is, will you please just DM me or Mark? Okay? Yeah. Seriously, we'll unpack it with you. If you don't know what right, is, what is righteousness? What's right standing with God? We'll unpack it more for you. But God, through Jesus Christ, brought you righteousness. We are the righteousness of God by faith, right? So the, the sword of truth. What is true? There, there are facts in your life right now. But what is your truth? The facts will change. The truth remains. What is your truth? Here's an awesome truth. The truth is that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah. Right? You know? Um, and so I want you to go look at the resources you have in your hand and let that just inspire you to fight the fight of faith. Go fight win. Amen?
1: That's great. I hope you're blessed today. Pastor Cruz, great stuff. Brilliant, as always. Very good. We have a lot of good stuff coming your way November the 20th. Let's go. Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. It's going to be a very special night. Yeah. So you should probably go ahead and uh, put it on your schedule. Invite everybody, friends, enemies, everybody. Bring the whole Crew, bring them out. It's gonna be awesome. And next week we are jumping into a whole new topic under the banner of more fight left. Absolutely, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a spicy couple weeks as we wrap this thing up. I hope you've enjoyed season three, and I hope you enjoyed today. Hey, just remember. The enemy has no power over you, over your life, over your future. If God is for you, who or what could stand against you? Live under the strength and the power of your Savior. Friday is always Prime Day, so join us next week. But until then, go ahead and be the culture. Be about it.